a podcast by Wholesome Agency. I'm your host, Lauren Hodgen, founder and creative director of Wholesome. And this is your one-stop shop for all things CPG. So let's get into today's episode and be sure to tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. EST for a brand new episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Wholesome Goods podcast. This week we're back with all new things and shit you should care about in the CPG world. The first I want to talk through the brand that I shared in this week's Substack, which is Ochre, a French mustard company. Uh, the branding, it's it's all about mustard this week. You know, I've been in this aioli kick recently, and most of the ones that I've made have included mustard as one of the main ingredients. And while I was making it some the other week, I realized how boring mustard packaging is. Like, I feel like all other product categories have had this like fun like makeover into really cool packaging like jams for example even like mayos I feel like have had really cool packaging but mustard is just kind of stuck like there's not really anything cool there's not really anything interesting and I wanted this packaging to stand out on the shelf I wanted the logo to stand out on the shelf and somebody be like what the heck is that I want it on my shelf right now so that's when this whole concept was born so we're making French mustard this like cool, hipster, funky, fun item that like everybody wants in their cabinets. Like I want it to be the next chili crisp and I really think it could be. I'm a huge mustard lover. Funny enough, my partner hates mustard, uh, but I want to make this household a mustard household. So anyway, this branding brought together that feeling of old world charm with the serif type and the, you know, very usual yellow ochre color scheme. But the subtypes being this bold sans serif font with a stretched funky type to bring in this modernity. Oh my gosh, that felt like I had too many syllables. Oh my gosh. But anyway, I really wanted to like bring together all of these elements. So we have that like old world charm with this 17th century French mustard, which is when mustard was first created, funny enough, or interesting enough, I guess. And we want to bring in these modern elements because we don't want it to feel old. We don't want it to feel standard like everything we're seeing on the shelves right now. We want something that feels new and fun and fresh. And that's what we did here. So yeah, while the color scheme is quite traditional, I want it to invoke a sense of familiarity. And the tones are in the ochre family rather in the like bright yellow you know typical mustard family and just like the slogan says this branding is elegantly bold so we're really bringing in those elements together and I wanted this branding and packaging to stand out on the shelf like I was saying and to be a top tier mustard choice but not be too far priced out I think sometimes when you get into these like staple condiments and staple items that have this like really crazy cool packaging they usually have much higher price points that are unattainable for the person that just needs mustard to maybe make an aioli and I want this product to look really good but be accessible and affordable and you know use a standard mustard ingredients because that's how you make mustard but it brings in an infusion of modern flavors like the one shown in all the mock-ups which is Parisian honey which I feel like would be a delicious mustard flavor and yeah this branding came together pretty quick I am obsessed with the color scheme I love a monochromatic color scheme especially for a product where it makes a lot of sense and I think the combination of fonts and just you know the way things are kind of together with the different elements and the different fonts and the different colors and all of that just gives a sense of you know elegantly modern 
branding and packaging and we love that for a mustard company so going on to in case you missed it current events in the food and beverage industry i have a little bit shorter of a list than last week but still a lot of good stuff nonetheless first up is the eu bans greenwashing which is quite crazy seeing that the u.s will honestly probably never do that and is quite far behind on it but banned greenwashing which that's major for products in the sustainability world because a lot of times the issues with these new sustainability products or new sustainable products is that they're making all these claims and the claims aren't really backed up by much or they're just kind of marketing terms and we're not really sure what they mean and we can't really decode them and it causes a lot of annoyance on the consumer end and it causes a lot of annoyance as somebody looking in from a marketing perspective of being like, if you just actually talked about what your product was, one, it could be really cool, and two, you would probably reach your target consumer anyway instead of giving these like false terms and terms that have no meaning and all that. So yeah, all eyes are on you, US, to ban greenwashing. Lululemon is discontinuing Mirror, which is, if you're unfamiliar, it was their interactive at-home fitness device. It was a literal mirror you put on your wall and you would see workouts on it and you could, you know, do the workouts. And they purchased it uh, last year or a couple of years ago. Uh, and they said in an article facing challenges of its own, Peloton is still attempting to turn its business around following a post-pandemic backslide that has included cut jobs and restructuring as its market value sank from $50 billion to $2 billion, which is wild so yeah they're shutting down uh mirror and they're shutting down their digital content arm called studio and they have entered into an exclusive partnership with peloton making peloton their exclusive digital provider and peloton's primary activewear partner and like i was saying it's crazy because lululemon bought mirror for 500 million dollars you know just in what was that a few years ago it's crazy uh, and then our next thing is Blue Apron will be acquired by Wonder Group for $13 a share, valuing them at $103 million. Fenty Beauty is expanding into Ulta Beauty at Target with new minis and makeup sets. And Woody Harrelson and Amy Hallmood, I think that's how you say your name, have co-founded Holistic Spirits Company, a plant-based spirits brand. And you're starting with their first two SKUs, which is origin specialty vodka and harmony gin and the description from their website says that their vodka and gin are both infused with a proprietary blend of artichoke leaves elderberries green tea leaves muscadine grapes and harmony gin includes additional botanicals like juniper berries coriander seed hyssop lemon peel lime peel angelica root orris root to achieve the classic gin flavor resulting in spirits containing no sugar artificial flavors colors or gmos honestly sounds incredible uh tyndall foods launched their savory breakfast sausage their first u.s made product very cool the article on this is very interesting it is linked in this week's Substack. Offcore is making their retail debut in walmart and three spirits drinks has debuted their rebrand aimed to target sober curious shoppers the new bottle showcase arrows pointing in various directions meant to re represent the effects of each drink they have a livener a social and a nightcap i love the packaging again this is one of the brands where i look at it and i'm like this makes total sense i this is how i would have done it myself i love it humane's ai pin debuts on the paris runway and below is the word salad that they use to describe what the pin is uh and I'm reading this from this week's Substack, so you can go and read it yourself if you're like, this makes no sense at all because I, it still makes no sense to me. Uh, but this is what they say. 
The Humane AI Pin is a screenless standalone device and software platform built from the ground up for AI. The intelligent clothing-based wearable uses a range of sensors that enable natural and intuitive compute interactions and is designed to weave seamlessly into users' day-to-day -day lives. The device is privacy-first with aspects such as no wake word and therefore always on, no always on listening, reflecting Humane's vision of building products which place trust at the center. Uh, yeah, don't know what it is. Uh, Naomi Campbell wore the device at a show in Paris uh, while she was on the runway and it got a lot of attention, got a lot of eyes, which is probably their point in all of this. No one is really sure what it does, but it will be quite interesting to see. Uh, it says it's screenless, but it does kind of look like it has a small little screen. You can see a picture of it in the Substack as well. Uh, but yeah, I'm very curious to see more about it. I think AI is is quite an interesting thing at the forefront of design for sure. Popeyes and Truff, they have partnered together for a new line of Truff chicken sandwiches. There's eight SKUs, which is quite a lot, at select Popeyes locations in Connecticut and North Carolina. Two very interesting test markets. I'm very curious how they chose these two test markets and I am surprised that they're only starting with two and I really wish one of them was Ohio or honestly like Pennsylvania. Uh, now going on to design and strategy chat. We have one brand we're talking about this week and it's because it's quite a big one and one that I think is an important conversation to have on here. So we have the brand Euphoria and this stuff literally came out probably within the past couple days uh, when I'm recording this, so about a week or so in advance. Basically what happened is Euphoria, they're known for their color changing adapting blush, which it looks clear in the bottle. You put it on your cheeks and it changes color to match to your skin tone. Very cool. People love it. Um, but there was some talk about the formula being inconsistent and some people weren't as huge of fans, but I feel like from what I've seen, the overall look of the company was quite positive. And the founder of the company is on TikTok a lot, talking about their products and seems to be very involved, but they recently launched a foundation. And we know every brand kind of has issues when they launch a product that deals with skin tones. It's a really hard thing to dive into if you don't have adequate funding for because you can't be a brand in 2023 being like, ah, oh, we're going to just develop three shades and have like light, medium, dark. Like that's not how it works. And the public and your market is going to come out and get you for it if that's what you do. And then, you know, if you're a brand like Fenty and you're going to develop 40 shades, that's quite an investment. And, you know, not every brand has the ability to do that. Therefore, not every brand needs to launch a foundation. There are so many products in the beauty space that you can create if you want to expand your product line and I don't always think foundation needs to be one of those concealers powders tinted moisturizers that whole thing like don't necessarily think that always needs to be like your top of the line item if you don't have the budget to do it but what was interesting is the founder of Euphoria talked on TikTok about essentially having no budget and having no budget cap when they created the formula for this foundation which is supposed to be a formula that you can wear all day and all night and you can sleep in, you can go out to the club in, you can go on like cross-continental flights and it, you know, won't feel greasy on your skin, it won't melt away, uh, you know, it'll still look really good. And so she talked about when they developed this formula that she had no money cap, that she basically was just doing everything she could and 
when they got you know their final production numbers of how much it was going to cost to produce the formula it was up there with some like $800 creams or something along those lines that she said and you know they're pricing their bottles at $48 which is quite on the high end of foundations I feel like maybe more mid-tier but you know definitely not affordable for everybody and now you know it's come out they sent PR out to a bunch of people and people have reviewed the foundation and their dark shades are nowhere near dark and it turns out that the images on the website and in the packaging they don't reflect the true shades and then the founder kind of came on and said oh well it doesn't reflect the shades in the bottles because we use frosted glass and that's why which is just such a major cop-out and just like a way to gaslight people of color into you know not demanding the products that they deserve and the undertones were way off and there were just so many issues with the color range and instead of the founder coming out and being like we screwed up you know like we will you know we shouldn't have done this and actually having like a genuine apology and probably working with a PR team she kind of came out and was like it's really expensive to develop a full shade range like that and you know when I did this interview with I forget who it was I think maybe it was Elle magazine a couple months ago when she was talking about the launch she said you know we're not gonna have all the colors to begin with and we're going to have to release it in batches and blah 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 but then she makes a video saying she had no budget for this and whatever and so it's it's just kind of coming at like you needed a PR professional on your team to talk about this and again like this is a really cool formulation and it has the opportunity to be a very cool product but if you're not going to include everyone in your launch and you're going to use the lighter shades as basically a test launch you're leaving out you know 50% or more of your market and a lot of people are really upset and it will be quite interesting to see how they work through this and how they overcome this I think this is quite a difficult thing to come back from because you know you are pretty much branding your own company as being racist and being exclusionary and that's not a good look for anyone ever and should not be something that you should even be like remotely feeding into in 2023 so we will see what they do uh but the apology videos are up on tiktok they're linked in the subsec if you're interested in watching it it's quite interesting uh from a pr perspective and from a brand and product perspective as well and yeah we'll keep watching uh new discovery products i have four really cool ones the first one is body vodka uh, body is the first low proof vodka with a light clean taste and velvety mouthfeel body is 25% less alcohol than the standard 80 proof vodka that is 10 times distilled from non-gmo indiana corn and a touch of organic agave nectar which amazing i am one who does not love vodka um i just i don't know i just can't do the taste i don't really like vodka based drinks because i just think it's too much but i would be so curious to try this and to try a low proof vodka because I think a lot of times I just don't like it because I don't like the sting and this sounds like it might be right up my alley plus you know midwest born and raised vodka with indiana corn we love to see it uh the next one we're kind of staying in the you know spirits category with pentier uh non-alcoholic spirits they are plant-based non-alcoholic spirits crafted for active living the description on their website says arrange crafted carefully distilling botanicals native to our local coastline in cornwall uk sustainably 
source using refreshing and restorative ingredients. Their packaging is beautiful. The flavor options that they have look amazing and I would absolutely love to try. Our next one is Geem. I'm pretty sure that's how we say it. Geem, it is a Western spin on a Korean favorite. They make nori snacks. Uh, they're caramelized and baked and their seaweed sandwiches are crispier than the typical seaweed snack. I actually found out about them through the snack shot group on Geneva. I saw the founder introduce herself and I was like, these look so interesting. And the packaging is really cool and I'd be so curious to try them and just learn more about the products. And then next and our last one, we have All Phenoms, a sparkling functional super beverage company. I actually just interviewed the founder, Christina, for an upcoming episode of the Dear Citrus Diaries podcast, which is another podcast that I host for my health and wellness blog and platform. And their beverages, they are crafted uh, through three delicious organic fruit-infused sparkling tonics to support the gut, body, and mind that can be enjoyed any time of day. Each of their drinks contain a unique blend of pre and probiotics, vitamins, minerals, botanicals, adaptogens, nootropics crafted to make getting the best in wellness a little bit easier. And I love them and the founder is just so cool and it's really cool to like love a product and then talk to the founder and love the brand and product even more and that's exactly what happened here so yeah you can check out the conversation over there subscribe to that podcast episode will be coming out in a week or so and yeah that is shit you should care about for this week in the cpg food and beverage world uh you can follow this podcast for you know new episodes of all the info you need to know and be sure to subscribe to our Substack. that's where all this info is housed you can get links sources pictures more in-depth information all of that and yeah with that i'll catch you next week thank you so much for listening to wholesome goods a podcast by wholesome agency be sure to subscribe to our Substack and follow along on instagram and tiktok to learn more about the world of cpg and see our recent projects Please direct all podcasts and project inquiries to cheers at wholesomeagency.com and I'll catch you next Thursday at 3 p.m. EST.